Alright, so if you watched our previous episode this week, you know that we filmed it a little earlier than usual, so Ricky could get to the Dodger Stadium on time for opening day. And, and they, they won, and uh, as okay. of the time we filmed this, undefeated. So it was all, the first game. All thanks to you. Yeah. But yeah, therefore, the news about Donald Trump being criminally indicted after weeks of speculation, uh, it finally came true right as we were about to film. Mm-hmm. Uh, side note, everyone who complains about our uploads going up super late at night, that's why. We yeah. like waiting for the normal news day to be pretty much over. Uh, before we start filming, we're like the the night shift of the news business. I also like it because uh, you w- if we're not telling you to stay up late and watch it. You yeah, wake you up and there's a new episode. Yeah. And also, it comes out at a time when no one else is uploading. You put it out in the middle of the day with all the riffraff out there. It's gonna yeah. get lost in the sauce. It's like just because Santa leaves presents under your tree in the middle of the night doesn't mean you gotta fucking wake up and go open yeah. them they're there he puts them there for when you wake up in the morning but we got a bunch of night owls who watch the show as well and yeah. they appreciate it and so does europe hard-working blue collar uh a lot of security guards a lot of truck drivers who listen yeah yeah a lot of uh salt of the earth people here and british so, people if you got a problem with our schedule maybe uh maybe that's because you're a little too bougie for this crowd according to the comments people still enjoyed the video so that's good all right well <laughs> Anyways, we were hoping that with 24 hours to catch up, we would have a lot more to add to this story. Maybe a mugshot. Mm, Please, please. But no, no, no. He's been indicted, but has not been arrested. Normal people get indicted and cops go break down their door, but things are different when you're the former president. The situation is a bit more delicate, as shown in the way the Manhattan DA waited several weeks to act, even after Trump himself just came out and announced that he was about to be arrested. Uh, Here's NPR with more. Former President Donald Trump has been indicted by a New York grand jury for his role in covering up hush money paid to adult film actress Stormy Daniels. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office said it has contacted Trump's attorney to coordinate his surrender for arraignment. Trump is now scheduled to appear in criminal court at 2.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday for the arraignment hearing, a spokesman for the New York Office of Court Administration confirmed to NPR. The grand jury's indictment and Trump's charges remain under seal. It continues, Trump is likely to be charged with a violation of New York Penal Code 175.10, falsifying business records in the first degree, says Kim Well, a former U.S. attorney and now a law professor at the University of Baltimore. It's quite serious, even if the charge itself doesn't reach the heights that some people would expect from a former president, Well told NPR's Adrian Florido on All Things Considered. Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, negotiated a deal with porn star Stormy Daniels, paying her $130,000 in exchange for keeping quiet about an alleged affair with Trump. So yeah, as for why that's a crime, and we've gone over it so many times over the past six years, but uh, here's NPR summing it up. Cohen transferred that money to Daniels less than two weeks before the election. And then after Trump won, Trump reimbursed Cohen, including with his own personal checks. Trump has denied having had an affair with Daniels, although he has admitted reimbursing Cohen for money paid to her. Why would you pay her money? Okay, whatever. The Trump organization said that those reimbursement payments were for legal fees, which is not true. In New York, that's a felony if it was done to cover up another crime. In this case, probably the violation of campaign finance laws, Welly says. As a Class E felony, a conviction on falsifying business records could come with a prison sentence of up to four years, Welly said. So as we've said before, this case doesn't exactly seem like a slam dunk, but the actual details of the case remain confidential until he's arraigned. So maybe there's more to this than meets the eye. Uh, They said 34 counts, but I I saw reports that allude to just that a, a substantial amount of those counts comes from each check that was written is a different count. Yeah, I mean, it all hinges on the idea that hush money payments are a gift to your own campaign that need to be uh, recorded as such. And that's like... It's the obfuscation uh, of how and why the payments were made and with what money, where and when. And we don't, we personally don't know that. So uh, you would assume that they would have this, you would assume, airtight before indicting a former president. You would think. Especially with the political backlash that they uh, are likely to receive and uh, have already been yelled at. No, no, no for. Although Trump is kind of loving this. Yeah, I mean, it really helped him in the past two weeks when uh, DeSantis was uh, seeming like he was about to announce a run. It kind of boosted Trump back into the foreground. So this might be good for Trump, all things considered. But hey, Depending on whether uh, Trump cooperates, we may see a Trump mugshot as soon as Tuesday. So he had the day right, just not the date. 
Yeah, it was wrong month. Yeah, he, wrong week. He he biffed that part, but he was you know he Tuesday, he was right. Uh, he might not cooperate though, since he is of course a Florida man, and the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, a man Trump is clearly no fan of, has stepped up to defend the honor of his biggest hater, uh, and this is, you know. It felt like they were, you know, on the rocks for a little bit, and Trump still hates him, but it feels like everything DeSantis has done in the past two weeks has been an attempt to claw his way back into the good graces of the Republican Party and Trump himself. Yeah. And so this was, this was put out immediately after the indictment was announced. If not Trump, then Trump's fans. Yes, exactly. you you can like us both. You can can stand both of us. The flip-flopping on Ukraine, uh, the initially... Two weeks ago, or whatever it was, when Trump said he was going to get arrested, DeSantis initially said like, that he would not get in the way of any like, extradition. I wouldn't know anything about paying hush money to porn stars. But then he That's said he he also wouldn't use the powers to block yeah. him getting extradited. So now, a little bit of change of heart. Here's what he wrote on Twitter. The weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head. It is un-American. The Soros-backed Manhattan district attorney has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and to excuse criminal misconduct. Yet now he is stretching the law to target a political opponent. Florida will not assist in an extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with this Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda. Side note, there is, uh, people looked into this, like, what is the Soros connection here? There is apparently none. No, it's... It's just anyone they don't like is Soros-backed. Yes, it's because their, you know, constituents can only remember a few names. Yeah. And Mm, this one really pisses them off for multiple reasons, one of which is very unsettling. Yeah, and and arguably pretty anti-Semitic. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying, is this is a... They're framing it as this is a rich Jewish person in charge of uh, pulling the strings in the U.S. government yeah. and everywhere else. Uh, it, it, it's it's a pretty loud dog whistle. Yeah. But, but it's they, still a dog whistle, I guess. So, yeah, this is a valiant attempt from Ronnie D to get back in Trump's good graces. <laughs> but uh, Trump's lawyers have publicly stated that he plans on cooperating and surrendering. So a swing and a miss for Meatball Ron. Mm-hmm. Trump would rather risk four years in prison than feel like he owes anything to Ron DeSantis. It's, it comes down to that. Ron- he was probably all planning on just hunkering down in his mansion and making them come bust the door down. But as soon as Ron DeSantis offered to protect him, he's like, oh, fuck. All right, take me to New York. Yeah, it's... Uh, Put me in the cuffs. It's a fun game to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not to say that he is taking this well. Trump is not taking this no. well. He is he is very upset, and so are his adult sons. Oh, yeah. Who, it is just the most beautiful thing to see, uh, specifically Don Jr., uh, either on the verge of tears or appearing as though he had just finished crying, and then screaming... Or just finished doing cocaine. And then screaming into the camera, all while the uh, graphic bug on the corner says, Triggered. Yeah. With Donald Trump Jr. Looks like he's the one who's triggered this time. Yes. So, on uh, Daddy Trump, though, on Truth Social, his own website, Trump wrote, These thugs and radical left monsters have just indicated the 45th president <laughs> they of indicated the, me. The 45th president of the United States of America and the leading Republican candidate, by far, for the 2024 nomination for president. This is an attack on our country, the likes of which has never been seen before. It is likewise a continuing attack on our once free and fair elections. The USA is now a third world nation, a nation in serious decline. So sad. And anyway, as you might expect, QAnon weirdos are taking Trump's misspelling of the word indictment as some sort of sign. Some sort of indication. (laughs) Of something. Instead of just an old man spelling a word wrong, which he is known to do. Yeah. When he gets so excited on the toilet typing up these these truths that, uh, you know, sometimes a finger slips. The damn Soros phone autocorrected me. Yeah. That's the problem. The Soros-backed phone. It's true. He, uh, you know, the autocorrect, it's, it's out to get Mr. Donald Trump. So, yeah, I guess we'll find out more about all this next week. But let's just do one more very quick politics story before we move into the more apolitical weekly weird news bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out Ricky wasn't the only one super excited about the start of baseball season. Um, here's House Representative George Santos of New York's 3rd Congressional District. Hey, guys. Today is opening day. 
As a good old Mets fan, I know you guys aren't going to be playing until April 6th back home, but in good old fashion, let's go Mets! Well, how do you do, fellow baseball fans? Oh my god, it's so... <laughs> it, and especially seeing like Mets fans be like, no one says yeah. it like that or says that. We don't claim him. It's uh, <laughs> It's quite literally, again, a scene directly from The Simpsons where Apu is wearing a Mets jersey and is like, hello, should we uh, slack off at work and watch the old baseball game? And he's literally wearing a Mets jersey. It couldn't be more on the nose. Um, so yeah, I, someone really needs to follow up with George Santos about his clearly obvious uh, lifelong love of baseball. I'm sure he has a lot of great, very believable stories about it, uh, especially regarding his years as a player, of course, and uh, all the records that he broke as a professional baseball player. Yes, when he was playing for the Mets in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, that would be that would be wonderful. What I think should happen is um, just put him in a room with Max Scherzer. George Santos will come out a different type of person. I would never want to look Max Scherzer in the eyes. And uh, I believe, uh, you know, falsely representing the Mets is something that uh, Scherzer would be very upset about and would uh, give you that look for. And you don't want to be on the receiving end of that. He's scary. And I wish he was still on our team. Well, George Santos, he has uh, the gift of uh, no fear, because that video is the most sociopathic thing he's done so far. Yeah. There is just nothing behind those eyes. This is a man going through the motions of life. And I don't, you know what? Let him throw out a first pitch. They should let him throw out a first pitch. I bet it would be the best first pitch anyone's ever done. I, I think that it would actually, like, it would be a weird reception because people, I don't think, would know how to react. Like, it would be like a, a laughing or a, like, oh, yeah, there he is, the goofball. Uh, I don't know if it would actually be booze. Uh, it, although, would be, it would be booze. Uh, you would hope. Uh, speaking of those, uh, Karen Bass came out and handed off the balls last night for the first ceremonial pitch and was uh, just, it was it was uh, not great. That, I mean, that's what you get when you're the mayor of Los Angeles. You're never not going to get booze. LA, Chicago, New York. When you're the mayor of any like huge... Uh, U.S. metropolis, like, no one likes you. The only people that like you are, like, centrist uh, party shills. And, uh, yeah, she's getting it from all angles, as as she should. Yeah, it was a humbling moment, and, I, and you know, maybe it's they need the those. job. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on now to some meatball news that has nothing to do with the governor of Florida. Well, we've seen scientific ventures pop up in recent years that aim to bring back extinct species by basically doing what they did in Jurassic Park, but minus the dinosaurs, because unlike what Jurassic Park would have you believe, 65 million year old dino DNA isn't exactly readily available. Yeah, you can't just find a little rock with a mosquito in it and zip, zip, mm -hmm. got that dino DNA. Now, with more recent extinct animals, DNA is a lot easier to come by. So the big candidates for de-extinction are the Tasmanian tiger, the dumbass looking dodo bird, and the woolly mammoth, all of which went extinct thanks to us humans. We did it. Oops. So actually bringing back any of these animals, or at least something that shares some of its DNA with these animals, which is a very important caveat, uh, it's all still in the planning stages. But in the meantime, if you were ever wondering how delicious a woolly mammoth must taste for early humans to just hunt them to complete extinction with primitive weapons, they must have been so goddamn delicious. Goddamn, this woolly mammoth is delicious. So. Good news for you, then. Mm -hmm. For the first time in 4,000 years, looks like mammoth's back on the menu, boys. Hell yeah. Here's CBS News. A meatball made of lab-grown mammoth meat was unveiled at a science museum in the Netherlands on Tuesday. Val, the startup that made the meatball, created it using genetic information from the long-extinct mammoth, company researchers said in Tuesday's media event. Some holes in the genetic sequence were filled using data from the mammoth's closest living relative, the African elephant. The process for making cultured meat usually starts with cells taken from a living animal. Those cells are immersed in nutrients and grown into meat in a lab. In this case, the mammoth genes were inserted into a sheep cell, Vow Chief Scientific Officer James Ryall said in the unveiling. The mammoth gene was then overexpressed so it would be more prevalent in the final product than the sheep. So basically, this is just, it's a publicity stunt by a lab-grown meat company to show what their technology is capable of. And color me impressed. I'm very, this is impressive, especially yeah. the size of that damn thing. I would expect nothing less. That's the biggest meatball I've ever seen. If it's a mammoth, a woolly mammoth meat, I, it needs to be mammoth size. Yeah. That's right. So lab-grown meat companies, they've got a long way to go before their methods are a cost-effective alternative to factory farming. 
But it's really the only way to consume actual animal meat that doesn't involve killing animals and completely destroying the environment in the process. So hopefully they can make progress on that soon. Um, and yeah, doing a little stunt like this to bring attention to what they're capable of. Great. Good. Mm -hmm. But back to that mammoth meatball. <laughs> so the big question is, of course, how does it taste? I can I I have a good imagination. I'm I'm guessing that it's like the difference between you know a steak or a burger and a bison burger. It's gamey. What the fuck does gamey mean? Yeah, it's pretty gamey. You know, it's something you can't describe. It's like that umami flavor. Yeah. You kind of just have to experience it. You know. So yeah, what does it taste like? I mean, you're gonna serve up a dish that no one's tried in thousands of years and not tell us what it tastes like. Just make it well, a, little, a little danker, that's all. Well, it's 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 not so simple. Here's CBS again. No one has tasted the mammoth meat. Boo! <laughs> Val founder Tim Noaksmith disclosed. And it doesn't mean that you can't eat it, but because this protein is literally 4,000 years old, we haven't seen it for a very, very long time, Noaksmith said. It means that we would want to put it through seriously rigorous testing, like we do with any product that we want to bring to market. And for this purpose, we wanted to present it to the world faster and not necessarily bring it immediately to market. Bullshit. Yeah. Human civilization was built on a steady diet of mammoth meat. Yeah. I think we'll be fine. Someone at Vow has definitely taken at least a little nibble. They just won't admit it because they don't want to share anything. I hope it. you brought enough mammoth meatballs for the whole class. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the rest of us, mammoth meat remains forbidden. Like that mummy juice. It is the... I want to wash down my mammoth meat with uh, some of that mummy juice. One day we will have the forbidden dinner. Yeah, that has all of it. I can't remember what were the other uh, what were the other servings with well, that, that. There was that that year of just forbidden substances. First, you're gonna want to get. I don't drink anymore, but you're gonna want to get a little buzz going with the toe. Yeah, uh, no, the yeah, toe the alcohol. Sour toe for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then there was like whale semen beer. Didn't yeah. someone like they had their uh, a body part amputated and they they kept it so that they could eat their own flesh? Wow. Oh. Because then it's ethical. You're eating your own flesh, but it was going to get removed See, anyway. See, that one I'm just not interested in. Mammoth, yes. Mammoth, look, big meat. Got to be a big meatball, first of all. And then it's going to happen. I'm telling you. They're going to make mammoth ribs, and they're going to come out and set it on the side of your car. At the drive-in, you just honk. Yeah. it's uh, and Honk. Then, you know, we're not heading towards the Jetsons. We're heading towards the Flintstones. Yeah, that's, that's right. And that's fine. Things were simpler back then. Exactly. I want to wash my dishes with a mammoth snout. We're going to we're going to cut down on all of the uh, greenhouse gases from cars by cutting a hole underneath the driver's seat mm -hmm. so that you uh, pedal power. You, you just use your feet to move it. Exactly. But yeah, even if you're not especially interested in a future where meat comes from a lab, you should definitely support these companies' efforts because if they succeed, it means someday being able to order mammoth with your spaghetti and, and finally enjoy a flavor that your distant ancestors stole from you. Very selfishly, they stole it. They wanted to have all the mammoth for themselves and uh, the, the original boomers. They're like, oh, life is so good here eating mammoth all the time. And then the next generation is like, I can't find a mammoth. Like These uh, Ice Age millennials, they've mm -hmm. killed the mammoth. Like, no, you killed the mammoth. It was just too damn good. And now we have to try it. I know, I'm so fucking curious. Yeah. Well, you've had bison, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm just assuming that this tastes like this is what I really think it tastes like. I think it tastes like a really good meatball with uh like just some shavings of truffle just ground yeah, up so inside like a like a yeah, like a dank kind of taste to it. Well, the thing about mammoths is they live in the cold and cold weather animals have a lot more fat on them. Ooh, that's probably delicious. Yeah, that's why... Oh, could you imagine putting some mammoth ribs on the Traeger? Oh, my God. <laughs> you might start a grease fire in that bag. I, I, I think I'd need to upgrade my Traeger because there's not enough room. Oh, you have to get mammoth. one like, like the people that live in Texas that drive a bus-sized yeah. uh, smoker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a former grain silo that's just been turned sideways <laughs> and cut open. Hopefully Franklin Barbecue is on top of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to be wanting to eat this stuff as soon as they bring it to the market. Hell, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, no mammoths were harmed in the making of this meal, except for the entire species, which, not my fault. Yeah, not my fault. Thousands of years ago. Yeah, we didn't do that. But let's move on to a story about a type of person that definitely exists, but who we rarely see detailed examples of. One of the top scammer tactics of the last few years is pretending to be Elon Musk and offering to give people free money. And this would not be a trend if it didn't work. But who is falling for this shit? Who are these gullible rubes? 
Well, we know who one of them is, and can you guess what state they live in? Correct. You guessed it correctly. Here's local Florida news outlet, WESH. A principal of a charter school in Volusia County. That's right. You did it right. Yeah. Resigned after writing a $100,000 check to an internet scammer posing as Elon <laughs> Musk. Dr. Jan McGee worked at Burns Science and Technology Charter in Oak Hill since its inception. The school and McGee have always been well thought of. Burns Science and Technology is A-rated with just under 1,000 students and a huge waiting list. The principal who has guided it all these years is a superstar in many circles. But a huge lapse in judgment has cost her her job. Well, luckily, she didn't show anyone Michelangelo's David. I know. It's equally bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quote, I am a very smart lady. Well educated. I fell for a scam. Are you that smart? I mean, did she does have the doctorate. Street smarts and book smarts, not the uh, same. McGee told a packed audience she was taken in by a fake Elon Musk, someone posing online as the space pioneer. Someone she'd been talking with for at least four months, despite being warned by staff that the person was a fraud. She claims he groomed her. Quote, grooming is when you talk to somebody and you believe in them and they get you to trust them that this is really real. And so I fell for it, McGee said. Fuck off. That is not... All, uh, that, that, uh, I was groomed. Jan, can you please explain what woke is next? Yeah. <laughs> Grooming is when something happens to me that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and woke is, uh, you, well, I can't explain it because that would make me look racist. I, well, this wouldn't have happened if uh, the world wasn't so woke. Uh-huh. Look, it was either this or, you know, getting in trouble for showing children a work of art. Yeah, which, so. which is equally bad. And in the same, uh, well, no, no, this is a different place. This is across the state. I'm thinking of the sheriff who uh, told people that Nazis was bad and got yelled at for it. A lot of things happening in the Florida these days. Yeah, it's it is. A, quite, a, quite a place. As, it, as it's been explained before, it's uh, Florida is like if you take a you know greasy pan and you just lift it up and tilt it, it all goes down there to the side. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Principal Jan has apparently been kind of obsessed for years now about finding out a way to get Elon Musk to invest in her school. So this might have been a scammer who just got lucky by finding the perfect mark or someone who knew how susceptible that she would be. Uh, in any case, during the months she was communicating with this fake Elon Musk, she told lots of people about it, who told her it sounded like she was being scammed. Uh, no, it's real. You're just jealous of me and Elon's relationship. Yeah. Our situationship. Uh, it's not clear why she thought Elon Musk would need her to send him a check for $100,000 so that he would send back $6 million. But luckily, the amount of the check was so high that it was flagged internally, and the school's business manager was able to stop the principal from actually sending it. What are you doing? No! No! I need this check! You're just jealous! <laughs> it sounded like the principal initially tried to write this off as an oopsie until multiple school administrators threatened to quit if she didn't resign immediately. Uh, the video of her doing the town hall thing, she has, like, three other administrators sitting next to her while she's explaining all this, and they look so fucking uncomfortable and just tired. None of them are making eye contact with anyone. They're all just slumped over, just like, fuck, let's get this shit over with. Look, I didn't want to have to, like, uh, rush this through or anything, but she's she's just rambling, so we're just going to say that she brought in a book about lesbians. Yeah, let's same thing. Equally bad. Yeah. <laughs> you show kids uh, Michelangelo's David that is just as bad as uh, trying to send $100,000 to an internet scammer. Anyway, speaking of fun local news from the state with the funnest local news, here's another. I'm only I'm allowed to say that about Florida. No. I'm only allowed to say the bad things. No. <laughs> okay. No, you don't get to claim that. All right. Uh, here's another doozy for you, which we are pretty much just going to read in its entirety because every sentence is insane. A couple ended up in handcuffs, not the fuzzy kind, after inviting a disrespectful woman over for a threesome, according to police. According to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, officers received a complaint on March 6th from a woman named Della Draper, 29, who claimed to have been beaten by a couple after she accepted an invitation to join them at their house for a sexual threesome. Citing arrest records, the smoking gun reported that Stephen Lopez, 31, met Draper while working as a taxi driver. Lopez said he was in an open relationship with Angela Vasquez, 20, and invited Draper over to have sex with them. During sex, Vasquez claimed that Draper became very disrespectful towards the couple and told police she, quote, told Stephen he had a little dick and his wife had a stank pussy, according to the police report. First of all, how are you meeting women? You're just a cab driver like, hey, how do you feel about threesomes? 
The fact oh, that man. it worked uh, yeah. initially is pretty astonishing. If you're like not getting laid, like it's gotta be upsetting that this dude is just uh, driving. I mean, you if you look at these people, you won't feel as jealous. In fact, you won't feel jealous at all. But still, had sex. Yeah, so it continues. Draper complained to the police that Vasquez tried to dominate her sexually inside the house. The couple then asked Draper to leave the house, but she retreated to the couch and refused to move. I ain't going. But both Lopez and Vasquez told police. Uh, Draper said Lopez then grabbed her by the hair and threw her against a wall, and the couple both threw her outside. Draper claimed Vasquez then repeatedly punched her. However, in Lopez and Vasquez's version of events, Draper got into her car and then reversed towards the door of the home where the couple was standing, striking Vasquez on the leg. Lopez then picked up a cinder block and threw it through the back window of the vehicle, he told police. Draper then returned to the house and tried to punch Vasquez but missed, and Vasquez said she returned the blow, knocking Draper to the ground and telling her to leave the property. She then reportedly left the residence in her car but parked down the street, and Lopez went running after her, but she left before he reached her vehicle. I mean, this all sounds very exciting if that's what you're into. If that's if your fetish is uh, being being sloppy and messy, this yeah. is this is a dream come true. I'm sure, the neighbors love it. Sitting out. Oh, here we go. We got uh, another one. Another threesome. Yes. Great. How does he keep finding these women while driving his fucking taxi cab? Because uh, he got fired from Uber for uh, propositioning people. <laughs> you can't get reported if you own the te- the cab company. That's right. Uh, and then the article gets into some background information on this Draper woman, who weirdly is the only one who escaped charges for this threesome incident. Draper was not arrested for the incident, but two days later, she was arrested for hitting a man in the face with a glass vase filled with gravel and rocks. According to the smoking gun, the 31-year-old victim was identified by police as the father of her children. Jesus. Police also said she was out on bond for another crime a year earlier in which she resisted arrest after being pulled over. In July 2022, she was the passenger in an SUV driven by a 39-year-old female friend. When the pair were pulled over, Draper allegedly tried to toss an open bottle of tequila. When police found drug paraphernalia beneath her seat, she fought the arresting officers. She was charged with battery to a police officer, resisting arrest, possession of drug paraphernalia, and tampering with evidence. According to court records, the arresting officer reported that as Draper and her friend were being driven to the Key West jail, they, quote, began engaging in romantic acts (laughs) in the back of the squad car. The officer stopped the car and moved Draper's handcuffs so her hands were behind her back, at which point she pulled her bathing suit to one side and asked, Do you want to see my asshole? That is the most Florida part of the whole story. (laughs) Key West? Damn. Where's Monroe count? Oh, this is all down south. It's like Everglades and then uh, Key West. Key West is multiple hours yeah even from miami yeah because you're just driving on like a very the world's longest bridge yeah. in the middle of nowhere they yeah. blew one up in uh true lies it's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> so this is way the hell down there uh but then the the place where the the threesome took place is like it's like the west side of the tips which i think is like key like, largo well, it's like Miami. I don't know. I've never actually been down to miami's the... on like the east side palm Beach, all that's there and then like the west side i think is like not well, uh, as exciting. Of Florida? Yeah. That, like when you're in Naples? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I never spent too much time all the way down there, so I have um, that. My The geography of it is still a mystery to me. Okay, well, this lady, she, you know, she gets around. She I, I mean, And also, okay, it makes sense. If you're a cab driver in Florida. In Key not, West. Yeah, well, like you're probably picking up a lot of people who uh, have lost the legal right to drive because of uh, their own yeah. sloppiness. So, um, yeah, your, your chances of finding someone crazy enough to uh, come home with you and have a threesome with you and your girlfriend off of just being asked, probably slightly higher. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. You want to see my ass You want to see my ass how? <laughs> <laughs> What's oh. wrong, officer? Jealous? You can have a little peek. You got a tiny dick and she got a stank pussy. Jesus. What? What did I say? All right, calm down. I think we have to do an ad break. So we have to let some beats pass here. Yeah. One, two, three. Before we move on to the headlines half of the show, this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. We both take AG1 by Athletic Greens every morning because it solves a very annoying problem. Getting all the vitamins and minerals your body needs without having to buy a bunch of different supplement pills that you have to remember to take every morning. AG1 is just one scoop of powder in water and it tastes great and makes you feel good. 
It can be hard to know where to even start with supplements or who to trust, but AG1 makes that so much easier. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease in mind, making it easy to cover your nutritional bases every day. Every scoop is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients which support your immune system, digestion, mood, energy, and even your hair, skin, and fingernails. AG1 has quickly become just as important as that first cup of coffee for us. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com weird. That is athleticgreens.com weird. Check and it out. This episode is also sponsored by Native. It's starting to warm up, and we're all going to be hopefully spending a lot more time outside touching grass. But with great sun comes great responsibility. And with Native Sunscreen, I can give my skin the protection that it needs while soaking up all that much-needed sun. Native's quickly-absorbing, ultra-sheer, hydrating, and lightweight sunscreen formula offers broad-spectrum SPF 30 protection from UVA and UVB rays. All Native Sunscreen is made with uh, a 20% active zinc oxide formula that is dermatologist-tested and suitable for sensitive skin. All Native Sunscreen is made with oils derived from plants that seal in skin moisture and is vegan and cruelty-free. And take it from someone from Florida. You're going to want to protect that skin. Yeah. And you're going to want to do it in the safest way possible. You don't want to turn into one of them gators. And you don't want to get all leathered out like everyone yeah. in Florida. Choose from one of Native's three delicious but subtle scents like coconut and pineapple, rosé, or sweet peach and nectar for your face and body. Or try Native's unscented option. With all Native sunscreen, you get protection from the sun that is free of chemical additives, oxybenzone, octanoxate, and avobenzone, which makes Native sunscreen compliant with the Hawaii Act 104, which was passed in an effort to protect Hawaii's reefs. So you can go in the ocean wearing this stuff, and you're not going to destroy the environment. Good. Uh, give your skin the protection it deserves with Native's mineral sunscreens. Go to nativedo.com weird or use promo code WEIRD at checkout to get 20% off your first order. That is nativedeo.com slash weird, or use promo code WEIRD at checkout. nativedeo.com slash weird, or use promo code WEIRD. And now for the headlines part of the show, with uh, starting with one that... Uh, this is one for all the vinyl heads out there, all the collectors. I know you, you got a, quite a collection going. I certainly do. An Australian punk band have released the world's first urine-filled vinyl album. Oh, it must be limited then. Uh, so they did. They, I'll have to pick one up. They first announced, like, they put up pre-orders for the record, and there, there was an option for the gold record. Yeah. So people already placed their orders. They can't and, not uh, get the piss one now. They get the piss one now. It's uh, they, they're those liquid albums that have usually they've got blood or like, like a blood-looking one. Yeah, or they got um, it looks like a lava lamp. It's got like oil color and then water-based color. So they, you know, it's. it's I've always tricky. heard this one's got piss in it. Unconfirmed personally, because I don't buy the gimmicky stuff. I don't get picture discs or anything like that, but I've heard that picture disc, glow-in-the-dark, and liquid-filled all play terribly. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Um, I go for the 180-gram yeah. audiophile collection personally, yeah. but I would be very interested to see what this is marked up to on, like, Discogs already. It but hasn't been released yet. They're still, like, they had to invent a way to do this because they when they first tried it, they're like, oh, like, uh, unless you do a bunch of stuff to the piss, like it expands and then the record will explode. So we don't want that to happen. So cool. we, have, we have to kill all the bacteria in it and then we have to like neutralize the pH. So they, they haven't actually released it yet. They said it's going to be a couple more months. Like it was a mm. very involved manufacturing process. But yes. uh, I think they're only releasing 50 of these and it's got all the bands pissed. They all pissed yeah, and they good. mix their piss together and that's going in the records. I can't wait to see the secondary market. No lowballing. I know what I got. <laughs> this is band piss. Yeah. How do we know it's really your piss? I need the certificate of authenticity. Yep, authenticity. that's right. Man arrested after bong shaped like an AK-47 causes alarm. This is Australia. Again. Well, yeah, uh, when you cause alarm here in America, they just right. like, go about your day. Uh, Australia. Wait, hold on. That's weed? Actually, you're under arrest. Right. Australia, a, a country that actually did uh, successfully uh, make you know, owning guns a lot harder and uh, the the numbers speak for themselves. But yeah, yeah, some dude walking around with a fucking AK-47 bong, which uh, looks, it does not look like a bong. It looks like a gun. Yeah. And uh, they he got like helicopters. It was like, it was the, the fucking whole police was after this guy. So think about that next time you buy a bong that looks, looks like something like else. A gun. Yeah. Also those like 
there's so many tequila brands now that sell uh, gun-shaped uh, bottles. Yeah. And it's like, first of all... In I've... America, it's fine, you know. Right, yeah. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually encouraged. Uh, well, it's uh, you walk around with that, you get arrested because it's alcohol. If you walked around with the real gun version, yeah. that would be no go problem. Go about your day. Yeah, you're free to Thank go, Thank you for sir. your service. <laughs> Mathematicians excited about new 13-sided shape called the hat. You thought they ride out of shapes? There's still the new shape just dropped. It's beautiful that they can keep finding new things in this world of ours. New shape. You've never seen this one. Uh, yeah, it's like it's basically like a tile. It has 13 sides and it is like vaguely shaped. It does kind of look like a hat, but like yeah, it fits together. And uh, like the example picture of it, it's, it looks like like if you had tiles of this in your house, it would be the kind of thing that like gives you a headache. <laughs> just like it's like, like vertigo yeah, yeah there's just something about it like everything fits together perfectly but it's like too complex and it would hurt your head a little bit looking at it too there's long there's definitely some weirdo who would tile their house with this and then paint their walls with that like bantam black or whatever it is uh, the, the world's blackest vanta black. black yeah vanta black uh, yeah just falling into the void I saw the um, Gasoffel scene when he did the vanta black set and uh it was noticeably different, I'd say, but, uh, you know, I didn't feel like I was going to throw up or anything. Yeah. So, just pretty cool. Also, I heard the guy that, like, copyrighted that's kind of a dick about it, so. Um, yeah, but there's knockoffs now. Yeah. yeah. Only one person is, like, actually officially licensed to use Vanta Black, mm -hmm. but luckily other people have figured out how to do it. Cool. Yeah. Serial sperm donor who fathered 550 children sued for increasing incest risk. This is not the U.S. where I feel like there's probably hundreds of these people mm -hmm. just fathering children, no problem. Uh, this is the Netherlands where, uh, yeah, some, one of the mothers of the, the kids was like, wait, he's had how many kids? Like, this is a problem. My daughter yeah. is like, going to have to like, uh, Go, like, get that Icelandic app. Yeah, like this yeah. is, uh, someone should stop this man. And I guess they tried to, but he started donating sperm under, like, different names. Ha-ha! He, <laughs> he, he runs would, away. He would, like, go travel to other EU countries and donate sperm there. Like, he's got that Genghis Khan complex, but, like, without any commitment to actually having children of his own. He just wants to, just wants to know that they're out there somewhere. It does make me wonder if someone like Elon Musk donates his sperm with the sole purpose of just spreading his seed around. I mean, it seems like that's what he did with that but, uh, but with I, that Tesla employee who, like, I don't think there were, like, any relationship there. But what I'm saying is, like, that, you know, that's weird, obviously. Uh, but at least, you know, I think it would be stranger if he was a completely inactive participant in it, but was doing it with the sole purpose of fathering potentially thousands upon thousands of children. I would not put it past him at all. Yeah. Yeah, he probably is. I'm going to go ahead and say that as a likely rumor that we can start. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not saying it's happening. I'm just saying it should give everyone pause. He was pissed when he found out about Getter turning into a semen marketplace. No! Like, no that was my idea. Gah! Twitter was going to add the, the, the Elon Musk semen marketplace. That yes. was how we were going to turn this site around. By selling this white gold mine. You want your kid to be a really cool guy like me? Well, pay by, up. By the way, he, back, he backtracked again. And now is letting like 10,000 brands keep their... Yeah, because the New York Times was like, all right, well, we're just not paying for it. It's not worth the test. Cause, yeah. cause, uh, but the White House said it too. Every, every media, every brand says like, we'll tell you, like based on their analytics, like we don't get anything out of no. being on Twitter. Uh, even like major newspapers, they're like, yeah, people will share like our tweets, but almost no one actually clicks mm -hmm. the link. Compared to even like Facebook, people on Facebook actually open links sometimes. Yeah. So uh, LeBron James is also like, like well, I guess I my doing that. I guess my check's going away because you know me, I ain't paying five dollars. <laughs> yeah. He's it, notoriously way, thrifty. By the way, it's not five dollars; it's eight dollars. And by the way, it's not eight dollars; it's, it's actually eleven dollars. And by seven, the way, it might uh, be fifteen dollars or a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Who so knows? There you go. Who can say? <laughs> You'll just have to find out or don't. Russia recruits Steven Seagal to teach martial arts to its soldiers. I'll be honest, I Ooh. thought this was already happening. I mean, yeah, it would have made sense, but now it's official, uh, and it's official. Russia is fucked in this war. They're gonna lose. Sorry. Now, when their what? hands are deadly weapons, how can you stop someone? Steven Seagal is uh, no longer that man. He is, uh, if you watch any any demonstration he's done over the past 15 years, it's just like, it's a bunch of jobbers like flying at him, and him like 
barely moving and just sort of like swatting them away. And they're like, yeah. oh my God, how did he do that? He's unstoppable. So if he teaches his ways to an entire army of Russians, like, I don't think it's going to be helpful. Yeah, well, there's the end of that war. Hopefully. That would be nice. Uh, you know, I'd change my tune on Steven Zagal if he's inadvertently brought an end to this war. Yeah, and just by, like, you know, <laughs> not killing people, just taking them down. Yeah, right. That, I mean, he's, a, he's an Aikido master, and Aikido is a purely defensive there martial art. It's all mm-hmm. about taking your opponent's energy and using it against them. Yeah, don't let Putin find out about that, though. He thinks it's an aggressive form. Well, he, Putin's not, is he, a, he's not, a, I think he's judo. Yeah, I'm just I think saying. That's the one he's more into. I'm just saying, uh, don't let uh, the Russian military find out that this is just a defensive martial art. Yeah, Aikido absolutely fucking useless on the <laughs> battlefield. By the way, the only like it's like the Israelis have Krav Maga that they actually teach their soldiers, and mm-hmm. like it's useful in the military because it is just the most like it's like hand to hand combat, right? It's it's just the most dishonorable fucking martial art. It's like just face scratching and kicking people into balls and shit. Yeah, like it's not cool or good. Well, anyway, Amazon driver seen delivering package during a reported armed police standoff. The video is wild. Is the whole neighborhood surrounded by cop cars? And this Yo, Am- I got to drop Amazon this driver's like, look, I'm on the clock. Yeah. And you know I'm getting time. Yeah. People, people are like, oh, man, like so dedicated to his job. It's like, no, no, he will just literally be like uh, Fired. written up if he fails to deliver this. Uh, there's no option on the form for uh, there's a SWAT team here. So he's just going to go do it because he's that beaten down by his soul-sucking delivery job. Yeah. This isn't like, you know, your grandpa's uh, postal service where like, rain, sleet, or snow because I've got a wonderful pension, yeah. you know, I've got a manageable job and I can afford a house and some cars and uh, the wife doesn't have to work. Amazon is like, if I lose this job, I will be in destitute. Yeah. So, yeah, you gotta, you know, gotta roll with the punches and sometimes, you know, especially in this country, the punches are... Uh, having to, to deliver during, uh, you know, armed standoffs. Yeah. You just get out there, you do it, you deliver the package, you get back in the truck, you piss in a water bottle, and you get to your next de- gener- uh, destination. You do it. Yeah. You it is power through. It is quite striking, though, to see, like, you know, militarized police and then just an Amazon driver with, like, a reflective vest. <laughs> Amazon! <laughs> Blop! Here you go. All right, see you guys later. And they're just, like, fully decked out with shields and tanks. I salute our brave Amazon drivers. That's right. Give them a tank. Here's some news about the British. One in ten Britons have performed dentistry on themselves. Half in the last two years. Wow, you couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> we can tell. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is a very funny headline because they are notoriously, they got bad teeth. But uh, but it's also, uh, I guess, I guess the NHS under the Tory party has made getting actual dental care <laughs> much harder. Yeah. There's like entire areas where like, you got to drive hours to get to the nearest dentist. So, um, yes, yeah. because they're trying to make the NHS look terrible by defunding it. Yes. Yes. That's the whole plan. Also, it's just very weird that, uh, I guess, worldwide dentistry is treated as somehow, for some reason, a different type of medicine. Yeah. Weird. Because it has absolutely detrimental effects to your actual health. Yeah, it's extremely important, but like <laughs> yeah. it's just not considered. It's considered a totally separate thing from the rest of your health care. Oh, we're a fun world. Fun world. Mm-hmm. Amsterdam launches stay away ad campaign targeting young British men. I agree with them. If you've been to Amsterdam, especially in the nighttime, uh, yeah, you know exactly what the fuck they're talking what's about it, here. What's it called? A uh, stag do? Yeah, so Amsterdam is basically the Vegas for yes. for people from England, but like it's even worse than that because like they they just treat it like it's not a real place. Uh, there's it, like signs up all over like central Amsterdam. It's like people live here. <laughs> Please remember that. This is what's so unfortunate about Amsterdam is it is one of the most beautiful, gorgeous city. cities yeah. with the most amazing uh, cuisine and museums uh. and art. And anything that you could want out of a and cult- weed, out of a cultural experience, it, it, living in California has completely yeah, ruined uh, Amsterdam. Like the weed here is so much more yeah. insane. But uh, yeah, you know, and it is fun to stroll the red ni- red light district or whatever. But like, it is it's crazy because Vegas is its own thing. Like it, yeah. it's out in the desert. 
it should be disrespected. Yeah. Uh, Amsterdam is like a, a cultural zenith. It's it's amazing, and it just gets treated like absolute trash. Yeah, you just get hordes of British. Yeah, the, one of the last times I was there, this was a long time ago, but I was in a I was in a shop buying mushrooms back when you still could do that there, mm. and. Um, the owner was a British guy, and he's like, oh, are you guys going to be here tomorrow? And we're like, no. He's like, oh, well, then you're missing the Netherlands versus UK game. And I'm like, oh, that's too bad. And he's like, no, it's good. You, do, you, would not <laughs> want, you don't, you don't want to be here when that happens. The British are the worst. Trust me, I know. <laughs> they yeah. treat this city like a fucking playground. I'm like, damn. And yeah, it's, it's apparently it's such a problem. They are now actively urging British people, do not come. Stay away. <laughs> There's also, uh, I can't remember what the name of it is. There's like a, uh, like in Eastern Europe, there's like a beach. Uh, I think it may be like the Black Sea or something. And they tend to gravitate towards that for spring break. Oh, I thought they were all about like uh, Mallorca, the Brits. That's where the in-betweeners went, mm. I think. There's no shortage of BBC documentaries about the uh, the goings-on of the British youth and their... Uh, you know. Yeah. No, they're just they're honestly they're just like us. They they go on vacation in like the Mediterranean and get fucking mad when uh people when they hear the Spanish language. It's like shit like that. Yeah. We know where we came from. It's the resemblance is uncanny. Yeah. It's I learned just, it from you, dad. I'm just glad that uh you know other people are embarrassed when they travel now too. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Americans could actually afford to go to Amsterdam more often, you'd have the same problem. Well, that's the, the problem, problem is for British people, it's like a 20-minute flight. Yeah, it's, yes. it's way too accessible. <laughs> but also, yeah, the, the Americans, because of the way it had been marketed for, I don't know, 25 years, yeah. Americans were going there with the sole purpose of smoking weed, doing shrooms, and banging prostitutes. Yeah. Uh, so it gets a bad rap. It's a wonderful city. I can't wait to but go But it's back. also good for all those things. Yeah, you can do all of it. It's great. You can. Yeah. Take some shrooms. Go to the Anne Frank house. Don't do that. Yeah, don't. Respect it. Yeah. Go to the uh, Van Gogh Museum or some shit. Yeah. Or uh, the, the what's the Rembrandt Museum called? Oh, uh, the Rijks Museum. Yeah. That's a great one. Good those one. paintings are so goddamn big. It's going to blow your mind. And lo- some of them have penises on them. Uh-oh. Don't show the children. <laughs> Uh, here's a little update to a story from a few months back. Two fishermen caught cheating at Ohio tournament plead guilty. Those guys who put the, the weights in all their fish. Yeah. Uh, Shame on them. They're not going to prison, though. Well, they, obviously. They, they pleaded down. They got, like, I don't know, a couple months probation. They'll, they turn they'll, their never, trophies. they'll never compete in a fishing tournament ever again. Which, which is, is nice. the real punishment. Um, I guess some people tried to, like, sue them for previous tournaments. But, well, yeah, if they uh, got prize money, I mean... I mean, there's no way to, like, prove that they cheated, even though yeah. they almost certainly did. Yeah. So they kind of got away with it. No, I think the real punishment is that they can't compete anymore. Because fishing's one of those things you can do throughout your entire life. You don't really age out of it. Yeah. Uh, now they can only do it recreationally, which isn't going to feel the same. I mean, uh, is a bait shop even going to sell to them? I, I would hope pi- not. Their pictures should be on the wall. Do not serve these men. Yeah, right next to the bad checks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's a, a nice update. I'm I, good. I, you know, yeah. Yeah. Maryland man facing years in prison after calling ex-girlfriend over 800 times in two days. Whew. Yeah, I did the math on this. It's like it's like 17 times uh, per hour, and that's spread out. Like, assuming this guy went to bed at some point, it's it's more than that. Um, mm. someone should tell this this lady about how you can Blocking. block phone numbers because, like, that's that would drive me insane. Yeah, block. Getting called like 20 times an hour for two Report straight days. Report as spam. Yeah, but... Um, Restraining order. This is this is worthy of prison. Send this man away. That is too much. It's, first of all, calling on the phone, very rude. Yes, don't ever do it. Don't call people on the phone ever, unre- unless you really need something. You better be in the hospital or something. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't care who's calling. <laughs> Boop. Yeah. <laughs> is that important? You'll leave a message. And some for some reason, they never do. So it must not have been that important. I don't even have a voicemail, so I just it goes I mean, out I, into space somewhere. I have one. It's not like set up, but they leave messages. Somewhere. Well, the old way to do it is you just let it fill up, and then no one can leave messages anymore after that. I mean, sometimes, like you know, if I'm looking for like a contractor for my house or some shit, like I've sent out stuff that one you day, know maybe they're calling. They'll leave a message, and I'm like, oh, the, good. You'll get the good. iPhone one day. You get the voice. They'll send you a voice note on uh, iMessage. Ah. Yeah. 
It's nice. Japanese penis festival shrine distances itself from penis mascot. Yeah, they got this penis parade in in, in Japan. They, you know, it's the one they walk around. Yeah. The big penis statues. Uh, they, yeah, someone, this mascot guy's been showing up the last couple of years, and they're like, we just want to clarify, he's not with us. He's not the official mascot, because, uh, yeah, he's pretty horrific. We can't show him, but it's like, it looks look like something out of, like, nothing but trouble mixed with, like, a, a children's, like, TV. It's bad. Yeah. But yeah, this penis festival, the, the actual lore behind it, very interesting. Um, this, uh, this demon was like really into this woman and she rejected him because he was a demon. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to shrink myself down. I'm going to fly up your vagina. And then every time someone else tries to get in there, I'm going to claw at it and bite at it. And so like she... Like a magic school bus. In yeah. So she went to a blacksmith and had him uh, forge a uh, metal penis she stuck that in there. And the demon like tried to bite down on it, broke all his teeth. Oh yeah, of course. He thought it was a real dick. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and then she, her fertility was restored. So that's what this festival is all about. Tragic story, but a happy ending, I guess. Yeah, and it's very uh, good thinking. And a, and a festival to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Cool. We need, I, we need to go to back to Japan. You haven't been, right? I've never been. I went and uh, when we first started this channel, I blessed the business at the Business Blessing Festival. Uh, they got how, how often do you have to renew that? I, I think every year. We haven't gone in a while, but things have been okay, so we that's, might need to that's go. That's why the views are down. We do, They're not down. We need to go and renew it, though. It's the Rake Festival or something? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll get you there one day. You know, we're going to hit 1,000 videos sometime around June, it's looking like. Yeah, and, and it's the five-year anniversary, so. Man. Subscribe to the channel so we can hit 250,000 subscribers. Yeah, let's what are hit you guys all the milestones at once, please. Yeah, and make sure that you're watching all of our uh, previous videos in case you missed them because you might have been looking for a Trump video yesterday and you're like, what is this Gwyneth Paltrow? But the clips are worth it and I put in a, a vast... Oh, she won, by the way. Yeah, I yeah. put that in there too. I uh, wish you well. <laughs> I, uh, I also put in a, a quite a... It's, it's not exactly super short, but a compilation of the reactions of the Trump indictment on Fox News at the end of the episode. So there's plenty to watch. Uh, and we also have our uh, AI episode from earlier in the week where even the tech giants are like, wait, hold on. Can we hit pause on this? Yes. So please check out those videos. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you leave a like so we hit 10,000 likes. And leave a comment. Do whatever you want. It's the weekend. That's up to you. See you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the weekend. weekend.